episode of the G perspective and I got some exciting news that I'm excited to share with y'all probably y'all don't give but I'm excited to share that I have finally gotten my first sponsor and my episodes will be streaming on YouTube Apple Podcasts, all other podcasts but now on the varsity sports network so I'm glad to announce that it's gonna be on and popping from here on out like it's always been but where you guys can follow me on Twitter at George Mike Perez, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at GMikeMedia underscore. The podcast, the audio version itself is available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube and now streaming on the Varsity Sports Network. This week, I got an old guest came on the episode last week, Richard, aka Dickie Moss. We go over the Kyrie Irving trade to the Dallas Mavericks, the NBA trade deadline, the NBA All-Star Reserves, and the GOAT of the NFL quarterbacks, Tom Brady, has finally retired. And we go into a little more on high school sports, which will be on every single episode from here on out. Well, maybe not some episodes, but episodes with Dickie in it will be from here on out. We'll talk about sports because high school sports, because it will be involving our partners, the Varsity Sports Network. Well, thank you. Hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys subscribe, like, maybe leave some uh, comments in the bottom. But let's get into it. My boy, Dickie Moss, how you doing, brother? What's up, Gene Winnie? Listen, it's glad to be here again, my boy. Yeah, man. It's been it's been awesome since graduation, man, and coming up to this point, and especially with the new works that we got in motion, you know, right now, Dickie Moss. Just to uh, let the people know, uh, got a new sponsor for us, uh, Varsity Sports yes, Network. Sir. So the G Perspective will be streaming on Varsity Sports Network, and so will Dickie Moss's podcast, Sports Vibes Podcast, will be streaming on Ooh. Varsity Sports Network. So applaud for Shout us. Out. Applaud for us. Shout out to Varsity Sports Network, man. I really appreciate them over there. You know, they they definitely, you know, taking care of us, right? You feel me? And they're letting us uh, call games as well. So any high school varsity sports, basketball, soccer, football, etc., they're gonna uh, help us out, get us out there, call some games. We've already done it for them in the past, like yes, good four have. or five events. So hopefully yep. we could keep it going in 2023, baby. That's a fact, and hopefully we can just creep, you know, into that professional, you know. That's what we need, man. That's what we need. You know, I'm repping your boys today, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm repping your boys because I think I I repped my boys last time I was on here. So I said, you know what? I'll show some love to G Money and I'll put on my hero. You know what I'm saying? My hero, Academia. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, we start playing better after the damn All Star break. But yeah. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? We shall see. You know, I, I mean, I like Miami. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, All Star Break is uh down the street, but what's right around the corner is the NBA trade trade deadline, and we mm-hmm. have some big news coming out from the NBA. We have seen Kyrie Irving 
being traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And in mm-hmm. that package, it inclu- includes Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris for Darian Finney-Smith, Spencer mm-hmm. Dinwiddie, and an unprotected 2029 first-round pick and second-round picks in 2027 and 2029. Mm-hmm. Dickie, after seeing these erupt news mm-hmm. last uh, yesterday, how you feeling about mm-hmm. this trade? Well, when it first came across my screen, my immediate thought was, <laughs> Lakers fans, y'all, <laughs> y'all not getting Just saved. Just pointing and season. laughing. Pretty much. Y'all not getting saved uh, this season. I know y'all thought, you know, Kyrie was going to come be the savior, which I think he could have, but it's it's not it's not happening for you. So as far as an analyst or the sports thing that we did, my sports mind started wondering, and I was like, well, you know, it sounds good at first, but let's, you know, when you take a deeper dive into, like, you know, who's going to be on the floor now, I'm thinking, you know, to me personally, I just don't think they're two ball dominant guys. They're, to me, they're extremely ball dominant, both of them. The reason why Kyrie was able to work with a lot, with some of the stars he's played with in the past, whether it be Kevin Durant or LeBron James, they're not, they can be effective, they can affect the game and not be ball dominant. When it comes to Luca, I don't think that's fine. Luca has ascended to a place now where we know he's that guy. You know, he's a top five player in the NBA. He's ball dominant as ball dominant can get. I mean, he's probably led the or one of the top leaders in the usage rate in the NBA. So to me, I just don't see how Jason Kidd is going to have because this is what I'm saying. You're not going to have both of them sitting on the bench, you know, um, at the same time. One is going to be on the floor, you know, at every point time. in the game that's that's fine I think how Jason Kidd is going to do it because let's be honest Kyrie's not at a point in his career nor is he that far down the line where he's going to accept coming off the bench so you're going to have to start him so you're looking at Luca Kyrie Hardaway probably Powell and and Christian Wood that'll probably be your starting five what I think you're going to have to do is you'll have to start Kyrie and sit him super early probably pull him with like nine, maybe even eight minutes left in the first quarter, sit him down, right? Let Luca finish out the first. You pull Luca with maybe about three minutes left in the first, put Kyrie in and then let him go up until Luca comes back in in the second. And you kind of do it like that. I mean, that's the only way that I could see it. Cause I mean, in the closing lineup, you're probably going to have both of them. Cause I mean, they both can hit shots. So that's the way, I mean, Jason Kidd, I think he's a good enough coach. He'll figure it out, but I mean, to me, I think you kind of have – you might have a bit of a problem in your hands. And if I'm going to be honest with you, the move doesn't put Dallas over the, the top for me, in my personal opinion. I think there's Ooh. still uh, – I'm just be honest. I still think there's at yeah. least three teams that are better than Dallas and I think would beat them in seven-game series. Denver, um, Memphis, and, I mean, uh, that third team is kind is kind of iffy. But, I mean, I'm still on Golden State even though, you know, I know they're not as high, uh, people aren't as high on them, but I still got Golden State, I think, as one of the top teams in the West, even though their record doesn't show it. But seven-game series, I would take those three teams over Dallas right now. Yeah, so just going back on what you said uh, uh, about the beginning of the trade, um, Mm -hmm. just let me point out that for for the Brooklyn Nets, this was an amazing trade for them. They're getting back yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, who was there before, and he was balling yeah. there before he mm-hmm. left. Darian, mm-hmm. Darian Finney-Smith was there before as well. I keep butchering mm-hmm. his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, facts. 
DFS, yep. DFS. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're getting three picks out of this. So essentially, they're getting five players for Kyrie and Markeith Morris. And Markeith Morris hasn't really been playing like that this season. So essentially, mm-hmm. it's just for one player. Now, yep. going on the Dallas Mavericks side, uh, I think they gave up a lot for him. I think mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's definitely going to set them back on where they were last year. And they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They played against the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors. Only won two games. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were right there to get to the finish mm-hmm. line. May, maybe even cross it, but they were right there mm-hmm. to get to the finish line. So I think it is going to set them back a little bit. But now you got Kyrie, who's essentially a point guard, but he's been mm-hmm. playing the two-guard spot for a while now. Uh-huh. And you got Luca, who, like you said, is very ball dominant, and he's he's not gonna really be giving up the rock like that. He's gonna be running that offense. He's going uh-huh. to be the playmaker. Now, uh-huh. I I could see it working. I don't know if it's going to, but I could see it working uh-huh. out because Kyrie played with LeBron, and now uh-huh. LeBron is not Luca. Obviously, Luca has a better shot, and LeBron is more athletic. But mm-hmm. they were both ball-dominant players. They needed the ball in their hands to actually make a play for someone else. LeBron a little less, but he still had the ball in his hand a lot, and Kyrie mm-hmm. still strived in that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Luka's not LeBron, and he's not going to be carrying the team to success like LeBron has in the previous mm-hmm. years. But I, I can see it still working out. Kyrie playing the two-guard. He, com- mm-hmm. he comes off uh, screens, keeps moving around like a... Like a, a um, like an essential role player in a sense, like mm-hmm. Bradley Beal or Dwayne Wade, how they would move without the rock and get their shots like that. He could he could go into that role. I just don't know mm-hmm. if he'll, be, he'll buy into it. That's a whole different conversation. That's just sure. the, the person that he is. But I could mm-hmm. see it working out. Now, like you said, I could see it not working out too. It could be two yeah. guys that are just clashing that just want the ball all the time. And mm-hmm. it, it, it just goes down south from there. Now, mm-hmm. Going to what you said about the Lakers fans, because I thought it was pretty funny, but I've had this idea since I saw the trade. Now, if you're the Lakers, right, you know that Kyrie Irving is going to be a free agent this offseason. So why trade for him if he does want to play with LeBron and AD? Obviously, it's an assumption that we're going off of, but let's assume that he does want to play with LeBron and AD. Why would you trade for him? If you trade for him, you lose the picks that you have, you lose mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, which you can sign again for veteran minimum if he actually takes that. And he can because he's in his hometown. He like he likes it there, you know, mm-hmm. and and he hasn't been playing up to par since he left OKC. So mm-hmm. why do that trade if you think in the back of your mind, look, Kyrie still wants to play with Braun and AD. Yeah, he's going to the Dallas Mavericks. That's fine. Let him go over there. But if mm-hmm. they don't get very far, what do you think Kyrie's going to do? I think he goes to L.A. Now, now, that is very interesting, and it could be a real possibility. The reason why I would push back on that, G-Money, is because, to me, um, I think Mark Cuban is one of the better uh, owners in the um, in the NBA. Now, granted, I do think he's very um, – he can be impulsive. He seems like somebody that could be impulsive. And I also read some reports that the Mavericks were actually interested in Kyrie since the off season, like, you know, when the whole thing happened and stuff like that. And then after, you know, whatever happened in, during the season, they kind of like backed off that. But my thing is that, you know, Ky- like you said, Kyrie's going to be a free agent. So why would Dallas give up assets, especially Spencer Dinwiddie, who, again, I think was playing very well this season. I mean, he's had, what, a 35-point game, I think 
He's dropped 41 times, too, if I'm not mistaken. So Spencer Dinwiddie is a solid player. And you give up future picks, you know, for your future. If you didn't already have a conversation with Kyrie and say, hey, look, this is what we're thinking about offering you. And so because from Kyrie's end, we kept hearing it's because Brooklyn disrespected him with the offer that they gave him. It wasn't a lot of guarantees and it was heavily incentivized and things of that nature. My thing is I'm pretty sure Mark Cuban had to have a conversation with either Kyrie or his people and say, look, let's be real. Kyrie's a great player. We want this. But obviously there are some things. This is the money that we're willing to allocate when the season comes. Because that's what I'm saying. You're talking about giving up Spencer Dinwiddie picks and and essentially, like you said, five players for a rental. And, and like I said, I just don't see it. It's not like this move puts Dallas over the thing. If you were going to say, let's say rent LeBron or rent, you know, Giannis or rent Luka, you know, those are the type of players that I think can change, you know what I'm saying, like just completely swing the needle, you know what I'm saying? Shit, I would rent Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? Like those are the players that swing the needle. Kyrie just doesn't do that for me. And I, if I'm Dallas, I wouldn't have gave up assets without getting that confirmation first. Like, look, Kyrie, this is what we're going to offer you. Are you going to accept it? If Kyrie says, yeah, 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 we'll do it, then I'll go ahead and I'll make that trade. But if so, that's why I say I think I don't think he's going to L.A. because I just don't I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. unless something completely crazy happens. Him and Luca just can't whatever. I just I just don't see it happening, G Money, because why would you give up assets for a rental? It don't make no sense. And I think um, just to answer that question, I think it's because <laughs> of what you said that Mark Cuban is an impulsive owner that he's yeah, he's right. ready to to click the green button whenever it's lit up. Like he's ready mm-hmm. to do it. And and I honestly respect him for that because yeah, true. Some, so, sometimes you got to risk to gain a reward. You know, you, you got to make true. it happen. Now, That's true. what you said that he talked to Kyrie and his people, which I really think that he did, I think, obviously, I would say 99% sure that he talked to Luca about it. And yeah, okay. just want to get your thoughts on it. What do you think that Luca said to him before this trade went down? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure Luca probably just said, look, Mark, like, let's be real. We made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. You know, I'm an ascendant player. But we know in basketball, G-Money, we know what can't happen. One person doesn't win you a championship. You need a team. So Luca needs a team. And he, he's probably expressed to Mark Cuban before, like, look, man, I need some help. Again, the Christian Wood move was really good. And I remember we had spoke about that. I don't know if it was on your podcast where we spoke at school. But I said I thought that was a pretty good move for them. But now kind of like looking at it, I think what – I would, I think they really need, they need like a, like a solid, like a Steven Adams. They need just a rock solid guy in the middle. Christian Wood is more finesse. He wants to, you know, bring the ball out a little bit and and maybe shoot, you know, take whoever from the perimeter and stuff like that. So that's not the help. I guess Luca was necessarily looking for, but I'm sure Luca said, look, listen, if you do do the Kyrie thing, just express them that look, this is Luca's team. Kyrie's not going to come here and upset the apple court, you know, hopefully, he knows, like, what's up? Because they have a good thing in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not to be disrespectful, but Kyrie's track record when it comes to different teams, he's been at a couple different stops, and it seems like the place has almost kind of been lit on – Not, I'm not going to say lit on fire, but it seems like it's been working without him. Because remember when he went to Boston, it made it a back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals, you know what I'm saying? Remember that. Yeah. One, one, when he was hurt, 
And then the next one after he was already sent off. Sent and they off went to game seven off. against LeBron. That They almost exactly. went to the finals. Exactly. So the, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It seems like things when Kyrie got there, you know, to certain places is like, oh, okay, this is cool. Then it just, the wheels started turning. So as long as Kyrie understands that, again, they already have something established in Dallas. That's Lucas' team. That's He's the guy there. You know, Kyrie is trying to come to, to help put them over that edge. So if Kyrie can, you know, accept that mindset and, and, and do all that stuff, maybe like you said, possibly it could work. But to me, I don't think that puts them over the top. I think they need something else to really, so that they can contend with the other teams in the Western Conference. Well, I heard a rumor that Luca was actually telling Mark Cuban to bring back uh, KCP. Uh, mm. I'm sorry, not, not KCP. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. KP, Porzingis. Mm. He's trying to bring back Porzingis and play with them. Really? Like, it may be because of the way that he's playing this season, but True. essentially he's getting the ball way more in his hands than he would with Luca. So maybe that's yeah. that's the rebuttal there. Sure. But I saw a rumor on that, so... I don't know. Maybe they do try to make another move. They still got to when? Tomorrow? Yep. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday at 4, I think 4 o'clock Eastern. Yep. 4 o'clock p.m. Thursday Eastern, February 9th. Yep. Yes, sir. I mean, listen, I, I'm with you, G-Money. Maybe Dallas can can do something else. But, I mean, just just based off what, you, what do you think? Like, even with the Kyrie and stuff like that, do you think this puts Dallas in the top contenders in the Western Conference? I think it does. I think it does because, mm-hmm. like, last year they were just um, two wins away from the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, the finals, they're... I'm sorry. Yeah, from the final, yeah. from the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And they were playing against a really tough Golden State team who was mm-hmm. very healthy. Yep. Um, they were literally untouchable at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I literally called, like, two of those games, uh, mm-hmm. once some money off of it, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> um, the two wins away, and I really think they needed just another another player that's gonna help them score. I do think I do agree with you that they do need a little more defense down in the paint, a little more of a rim protector, and Stephen Adams actually would be a great asset for them. But I think that they really need more is another score because Tim Hardaway Jr. wasn't playing like he is this season. Uh, the season he took it up to another gear. So maybe he could help him out in the playoffs. But you had Luca. I think he averaged almost like 35 a game in that series or something like that. I think he did. Yeah. I mean, question, if you were Jason Kidd, because if I'm thinking the best approach for Dallas is to continue to do what they do, but essentially turn Kyrie into a spot-up shooter because he's going to have so many open chances. Like, think about, like, when LeBron played with, like, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, those type of guys, like exactly. somebody that can penetrate the defense on every single possession and 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 suck that D in, no homo, like can can get the defense collapsed, you know what I'm saying, and dish it out. I mean, if Kyrie wants to do that, and you know, and if Jason Kidd can be like, look, Kyrie, you don't have to put on a dribbling exp- ex- exhibition, even though you can, you know what I'm saying, do that when Luca's on the bench. But when Luca and Kyrie are in the game together, I think turn him into a spot-up shooter because Kyrie's an ex an excellent shooter. I actually don't think he gets enough credit for that. I think, you know what I'm saying, even though his ball handling is immaculate, but his perimeter shooting is, is very good, twos very. and threes. So so that would be my best bet. You know, continue, Luca. have the ball in your hand, you know, get, get that penetration because Luca can – 
pretty much get anywhere on the court. Whether no matter what guard he plays, who guards him, whether it's small guards or forwards or whatever, Luca can get to anywhere in the thing. So that that would be my thing. So maybe you're right. You know, maybe that was the conversation. Like, look, you know, if Kyrie wants to come here, maybe he can just kind of fit into the system. Look, I'm already doing what I do. And like you said, man, Luca can easily average 35. So you bring Kyrie, who's definite 20 point score, looking at now, man, that's it's, it seems like it's good to have, but I'm just a little skeptical, me personally. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure why you're a little skeptical is because of the whole the, the the package. The package is huge for mm-hmm. for just Kyrie essentially. And mm-hmm. if it does work, he's got to be the two guard, 100. percent He's mm-hmm. got to be the two guard, like you said. He, he's an excep- exceptional shooter, and I'm glad you point that out because a lot of people don't do not see Kyrie as as that. They think that he can just dribble 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 and then pull up or drive it in or whatever you know mm-hmm. no he could he could play off the ball he could play off really the ball could. very well he could spot up mm-hmm. shoot like that's why i compared him to like a, a bradley beal and a Dwayne wade because mm-hmm. bradley beal when he was playing with john wall he was off the ball all the time and he was yeah. getting like almost 30 points a game and then Dwayne mm-hmm. wade obviously we know from back in the days taking the hard falls and everything he was he mm-hmm. was going off the ball all the time too like that's true I think that Kyrie can essentially get to that. I just don't know if his mindset and his his soul will let him do that. Like I don't know that's, if his his pride, his pride, that's the word, his pride. I don't know if his pride will let that's, him do that. That's the thing. That thousand percent. And you know, Kyrie has one of these. So you you got to think like if he comes in with that mentality, like look, I'm a champion. Y'all can't tell me what to do. You know and and Jay, you know, hopefully, I don't know, even know what his relationship is with Jay Kidd, but I know, I know Jay Kidd and LeBron, you know, have a very good relationship and stuff like that. So I don't know if him and Kyrie do, but like that, you know, because we remember we spoke about that all last year with like the rest, the Westbrook mentality. Like, is Westbrook gonna take a lesser role? Will he accept coming off the bench? Like, there was so many unanswered questions, and now we're seeing what his play that he's really thrived in his role was a Westbrook. So I don't know, maybe Kyrie turned over a new leaf and stuff, but I'm just, again, I'm very skeptical with it. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong, you know, because I like Dallas. They're a cool little team. I like Luka and stuff, but I, I just don't know. We don't know right now. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, NBA trade deadline is on Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m. Oh, Eastern Thursday. time, February 9th. Right before then, we got this uh, great trade that just went through right now, but mm-hmm. – just off the top of your head, I know I'm hitting you with this quick hitter, but off the top of your head, with what trade can you see happening before Thursday? Either having a, a, a big-time superstar getting traded or a team that just mm-hmm. needs a couple of role players to help them out to get over that hump, to get into the playoffs, to get to the conference finals, or even get to the NBA finals. Um, honestly, I'm going to kind of go with your team. Uh, I've been kind of, um, you know, I've heard things about, you know, like Kyle, like something, you know, centered around Kyle Lowry because, you know, Kyle Lowry has an expiring contract. Uh, a lot of people might be interested with that. Um, not saying that Kyle Lowry can't help the Heat, but like, if I'm be honest, he's just, he's not, when you guys brought him from Toronto, I don't think he gave you, you know, what you wanted. Now, a lot of that was due to injury. So I'll give, you know, Kyle Lowry a pass on that. But I think maybe Pat Riley has something, you know, up his sleeve because again, the Heat, you guys, you guys weren't in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, you know, the Heat have not played up to the Heat standard this year. And I feel like that's that's a fair statement to say. 
So, and I know Pat Riley is very adamant about, he wants to be a contender, okay? He doesn't want to be at the bottom of the barrel or he doesn't want to be just, you know, mediocre. No, Pat Riley is a winner and that organization as a whole in Miami is is very thing. So I think maybe something might happen in Miami centered around um maybe Kyle Lowry and another player. Uh, you know, I don't see, uh, I mean, maybe like Kyle Lowry and Duncan or Kyle Lowry and Martin, maybe something like that. I could see uh, to who I'm not a hundred percent sure. I really think you guys need like a, a, a short fight, like, like a point guard, like a, like a, a point guard, point guard. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm thinking, would you want D'Lo? Um, I would. So, so I, what I think we need is a score or uh, a good, no, above, yeah, above average, good, a power forward, right? So mm-hmm. I would, to answer your question, yes, I would take D'Lo in a trade mm-hmm. for Kyle Lowry and someone else because mm-hmm. he'll come give us the playmaking scoring aspect that we need. We mm-hmm. need we need another consistent score because we got Jimmy, he's been, he, he's been on and off the court all season. Mm-hmm. Bam is playing incredible right now. Yep. Tyler Hero took a step back from last season. I don't know what's up with him, but he hasn't been playing like the sixth man like he was last season. Maybe it's a starting mm-hmm. role. Maybe his mindset changed a little bit. Who knows? But we still have a second half of the season. And then if it's a power forward that we go for, I think I think mm-hmm. it would be John Collins out of Atlanta. I think mm-hmm. John Collins would fit us well. He He's very aggressive on the offensive end. Athletic. Athletic. Super and he mm-hmm. can spread out the floor as well. And on defense, obviously, with the Miami Heat culture, they're going to come mm-hmm. and they're going to get his defensive mentality intact. That's not bad. I, I wouldn't mind that. So I, I want to talk about our arch enemy, the Boston Celtics, right? Because I heard, <laughs> I heard a rumor that they're trying to get Kevin Durant. Now, mm-hmm. if they're gonna try and get Kevin Durant, then you know the the whole soul of that trade is going to be surrounded by Jalen Brown, right? Yep. So yep. you're gonna get Jalen Brown, maybe another player, and and picks, right, mm-hmm. for Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. If you're the Boston Celtics, man, in my opinion, you don't do that. Kevin Durant no. has been shown in the previous years that he is now injury prone. He is an amazing player, one of my favorite mm-hmm. players, and one of the top scorers, I think, in maybe NBA history. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't shy away from the fact that he's now injury prone. And you mm-hmm. got an upcoming superstar in Jalen Brown paired next to a superstar already in Jason Tatum where they have so much chemistry with each other defensively yeah. and offensively like the chemistry yeah. is just there and it's intact you're gonna bring in kd who's gonna bring that scoring aspect obviously with that great defensive minded team mm-hmm. it can help you but it can bring them down i don't know i don't think that the boston Celtics should do that i think they should stick with Jalen brown and jason tatum but mm-hmm. you know other people feel different but how'd you feel how would you feel about that yeah, I'm listen. I agree with you. In, in all honesty, I would if I'm the Boston Celtics. You just make the NBA final. Listen, the Boston Celtics are are a good team. They've literally been in the Eastern Conference Finals the last five years. Like damn near every year, they yeah. made the finals once. Um, I mean, like you said, you have a superstar in Jason Tatum. You know who? You know he's he's a he's a you know he's a he's a what's the word I'm looking for? He's a um. 
I don't want to say Ricky, but you know, he just became stepped into superstardom. Like yeah. it's very early for him. And the reason why I like Jalen Brown is because Jalen Brown on some on some nights is just as good as Jason Tatum. But I think that he understands, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like with Clay and Steph. Like, there's some nights Clay knows, like, yo, I got it tonight. Like, I'm hotter than Steph. And it does, and it meshes well together. I think that's the same thing in Boston. Now, if you take Jalen Brown away, you know, and you bring in Kevin Durant, like you said, exceptional player. Obviously, KD can score on a level with Jalen Brown or even higher. You know what I'm saying? But one, how is that going to make the rest of your team feel? Because again, Jalen Brown is homegrown. You drafted him. You know what I'm saying? He's been, the people love him in Boston. Um, then you bring in KD and now he brings all of his superstar stardom and everything that he's done. How does that work with Jason Tatum? And what kind of mindset does that put Jason Tatum in? Does Jason Tatum say, man, F this, man. I'm the guy here in Boston. This is Tatum town right here. I'm going to do my thing. Or does he say, hmm, let me give it up to Kevin Durant because, you know, he's such a great player. He's done all this. And then he tries to take a step back. And Katie's like, well, you know, I never really want to be a leader or anything like that. I just want to kind of chill. And it's like, so now it's like, you don't know. So I'm with you. Keep it how it is. I think they have a great team. Like I said, I know we definitely spoke when I told you that Malcolm Brogdon Brogdon trade was arguably the best off-season move I think any team made and you see what it's doing like you know no disrespect to Marcus Smart but Malcolm Brogdon is a point guard that can really kind of just run that entire offense you know what I'm saying and I think it's working well and their defense you know I thought their defense would take a step back with Ime not being there but Joe Mazzulla has done a great yeah they've done an exceptional job they're still an excellent defensive team and you know I again Boston is in a good place I don't think they need to do anything different or anything. And like you said, man, KD's injury prone. At least Jalen Brown will play. And when Jalen Brown plays, that's a guaranteed 20 to 25 points just on a regular night, night for him. Exactly. And, and we know he can go above and beyond 30, 35-point games. Jalen Brown is capable of that. And he can play defense. KD is a little bit longer in the tooth, maybe doesn't want to expend all his energy on defense. I, I think the Celtics are good right now. I would not. I would not trade for Kevin Durant and upset that team right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern, February 9th, this upcoming Thursday. We'll probably see some more trades go through um, mm-hmm. maybe today, tomorrow, the next day after that. Uh, hopefully something right. big, you know, get us NBA fans up and going. But that's a fact. After that, it's going to be the All Star break. And now we finally have the NBA All Star reserves in yes, our face. We do. Up and coming. So for the Eastern Conference reserves, I'm gonna just go through them, and then after, well, we'll get in the nit and gritty. Eastern Conference All Star reserves: Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Drew Holiday, which was one that you called, yep. Demar Derozan, Julius Randle, another one you called, and Tyrese Halliburton. For the Western Conference All Stars, got John Morant, Demontis Sabonis, Damian mm-hmm. Leonard. Paul George, Shai Gillis Alexander, if I said his name right, Laurie Marketing, and Jaron Jackson Jr. So mm-hmm. after hearing and seeing those all-star reserves for the past week, Dickie, mm-hmm. you got any snubs in your mind that should be on this list? And if so, who would you replace them with? 
Well, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, definitely think uh, De'Aaron Fox got snubbed um, on this one. I know a lot of people, you know, will argue Sabonis is the best player on on that Kings team. I think it's slightly, but De'Aaron Fox is playing well. The Kings are, what, third place in the Western Conference right now. And let's be honest, we look at Sacramento as basketball purgatory, okay? We don't – let's be honest, we don't respect San Antonio. I mean, not San Antonio, excuse me, Sacramento. Sacramento. No one's respected Sacramento since those old Mike Bibby teams that were taking the Lakers to seven games and stuff like that. So, shots out to them. But I do think the Aaron Fox got snubbed on this one. If I was to take in someone out and it just so happens that he won't be playing, it just came across my phone, I think, yesterday. But Steph Curry is going to be out. Yep. So, obviously, they're going to need somebody to replace him. Uh, I would give the nod to De'Aaron Fox if I was the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I yeah. really like that pick for sure, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I, I, if I, if we're sticking with the Western Conference right now, mm-hmm. I think um, De'Aaron Fox is actually up there. He would be the one that I would choose. But since you already picked him, I'm going to go with someone mm-hmm. else, and I think it should be um, Ant. should be Ant yep. out of Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yep. I th- I think that he's been playing very very well this but season, no, and no. obviously the Minnesota Timberwolves are not where they want to be. They're only in the seventh mm-hmm. seed right now, so they're playing for a play-in tournament at, mm-hmm. at this point in the season. But he's just been on the tear, man. He's just been yeah, yeah. scoring lights out, leading his team to wins. Sometimes even um, clutching it up at the end of the fourth quarter where That's he gets the, he gets the dub for his squad, and mm-hmm. the fact that. Carl Anthony Towns is not there, which exactly. which really puts them down in the seventh the seed. Score I think, I think yeah. right now they would probably be maybe fourth or third seed right now if the cat was still playing. Possibly. Possibly. But yeah. obviously it, it injuries happen and it is what mm-hmm. it is, so he's not there. But, yeah, I would choose Ant for sure to come out yep. and, and to replace uh, Stephen Curry. But before him, I agree, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I can't lie that that Ant Man pick is really good. And I think I saw, um, I saw where he did. He was doing an interview, and they asked him, you know, about it. And he just pretty much was just like, he was just like, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, start the the season very well. So you know, um, but he said, don't worry about it. next year. I'll be on there, and I like that mentality. You know, what I'm saying he yeah. didn't make any any excuses. Mm-hmm. He just. He just went for it. And I think he, again, he's the type of player that, you know what I'm saying, that that can do it. So, listen, Minnesota, I think they got something on their hands. Now, hopefully they, you know, they they can show him, like, look, man, Ant, you can you can win here because I would hate for, you know, Ant to leave after, you know, so many. But, you know, we've seen that happen in Minnesota before. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota is bad luck, bad luck city. Yeah, bad luck city. very bad, very bad luck. And for you guys, to... that, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, for you guys that don't know who Ant is, Anthony Edwards, just so you know yes. his uh, full government name. <laughs> just in case people don't know out there, you know what I'm saying. Bad. Uh, for the Easter Conference, bad. um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just get this one out of the way, and and I'm gonna say um, uh, Jimmy Butler should be there for sure, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. But he's missed a lot of games, so I see why not. But yeah. the the one for sure that should be there, and I think that should replace uh, Tyrese Halliburton, even though he's been having a great year. But the mm-hmm. Pacers are eleventh seed in the East, so it's mm-hmm. you know it, that really hurts sure. your All Star uh, rebuttal right there. Mm-hmm. But I would say James Harden. The Sixers yeah, are that's... third third in the East right now, and obviously mm-hmm. it's 
mainly because of Joel Embiid and how he's been playing on his, mm-hmm. in my opinion, MVP season. But mm-hmm. James Harden has been a big impact to that as well. He's yep. been facilitating the rock. He scores on a, uh, he could get 20 a night. He could get 15 assists a night. He could get 10 mm-hmm. rebounds a night. He could record yes, he a can. triple-double like Russell Westbrook did in those years mm-hmm. in the past. So I think that James Harden was a big-time stub in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I see why they chose Tyrese Halliburton. Again, mm-hmm. he's been having a phenomenal year, but I would have chosen James Harden. Gotcha. And I'm not going to lie. Listen, I'm going to agree with you, but since you said James Harden, who I'm going to go with, and, you know, this is my personal opinion, and I actually think he should replace his teammate. Not because his teammates have been playing bad, but I think he's actually the best player in his team. I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson. Okay. Jalen Brunson. Okay. And I would I would take – listen, Jalen Brunson has been hooping this year. Yeah, and really has. Ne- like, and now that, like, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow, you know, could Dallas really have, like, kept him? Like, I wonder if Dallas could have kept him because – if you keep Jalen Brunson, now you can still keep Spencer Dinwiddie. You can keep can can still keep Smith. Like mm-hmm. so now, I, it just had me thinking the other day. But yeah, I would have gone with Jalen Brunson as an All Star. I think he's playing very very well this year. And you know, again, the Knicks are the Knicks. You know, we we know what the Knicks represent, but they're doing a lot better than what I thought they would. So yeah, oh, <laughs> so yeah, so I I would I would pick Jalen Brunson and also low key. I wanted to say Kyle Kuzma. But I was kind of going over the numbers before you and I got on air and stuff like that. And Kuz is uh his um his re- his rebounding and assist numbers aren't um what I thought they were. His scoring is definitely up there. But yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so that's why I would pick Jalen Brunson. But I love Kuz too. So. Yeah, I think those two are great players as well. And they're helping their teams actually win. Uh, obviously the Wizards and the Knicks are not at the point where they would want to be, but the Knicks are seven C, the Wizards uh, ten seed, so they're, they're both in. They're both in playoff contention. I, I'll give them That's that. That's a fact. But, but they're that not. They're not up to where they want to be. But That's those are fact. the NBA All Star reserves. Uh, the NBA All Star game will be at the end of the month. Uh, it's gonna be a good, good game yeah, to watch. Fact. I guess. I guess you know a little, a little excitement and stuff. But That's a fact. You know. You know how the All Star game is now. You know what I'm saying. But I'm not gonna lie. I, I was a little bummed that Steph Curry. I just want to see somebody just jack up threes. But I think Dane will probably take that that role uh, for Steph. Yeah, he'll he'll take the, the three-point role for Steph. And then Team LeBron will win again like he always has. So I, I'm just ready to see the teams, bro. I want to see the teams. Like, I can't believe I got to wait to see the teams pick. That's crazy. But you see, you see, this is what I was talking about. The, the, yeah. the anticipation and the excitement that you have of seeing mm-hmm. who is available to play, but you don't know what team they're going to be on or who they're playing with is yeah. honestly awesome. Like, I would yeah. say it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right before the game tips off, like, you just see him, like, picking, like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah I got him. All right, I got him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's going to be funny to see who's last. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's but, funny. yeah, man, that's going to be dope for sure. But um, yeah, some I'm other ready. exciting news that we heard this news last year. But now yep. we're hearing it again. Yep. Same the GOAT, in my opinion, of NFL quarterbacks in NFL history, Tom Brady has retired from the NFL. Ladies it's and not Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I, thought, I, thought you were I thought the GOAT was Aaron Rodgers. My bad. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> my bad. You know I'm, I'm going to just list oh, off some accolades right here. So um, I could okay. uh, 
uh, put into my argument on why this man is the GOAT, ladies and gentlemen. Look, 15 you time, no argument from no argument. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 time Pro Bowl, three time All Pro, seven time Super Bowl champion, five time Super Bowl MVP, Hall of Fame All 2000s team, Hall of Fame All 2010 team, three time mm-hmm. NFL MVP, and 2009 Comeback Player of the Year. Mm. Man, man. Dickie. What a resume. Where, where, where does Brady stand with the greats of quarterbacks? I mean, again, regardless of my opinion, that's just my personal bias. But when you're talking facts, Tom Brady's the GOAT. There's no other way around it. The man has every passing record known to man. Um, I honestly, if I'm going to be honest with you, right now, I mean, let's be, there's only one person that I think could even threaten Tom Brady's anything. And obviously that's Patrick Mahomes. So, but other than that, I mean, even the great quarterbacks we have in this league, even if they were to sustain that stuff, I still think they don't catch Tom. Man, the man played in 10 Super Bowls. You got to think there was a period in my life where Tom Brady was literally in either, it was either in a Super Bowl or at least at the very least at uh, AFC championship game. So I forgot how many AFC championship games he went to. I want to say it was 12 or 13, something like that. So, but come on now that, you know, again, he's the GOAT and, you know, he did it. He, he, he did it with his mind. You know, I know a lot of people came, you know, like really kind of give Peyton Manning that, you know, thing for, you know, being the cerebral assassin and just, you know, putting the game all in his brain and putting this piece in there. But I think Tom Brady, did it with his brain by knowing what he was good at and really like focusing on that. He was never super athletic. He wasn't big and strong. He was never the biggest quarterback. He was never the fastest quarterback. Nothing. He just did what worked for him and his system. And listen, you can't, you can't argue that man. The man is a goat. You know, I don't think anybody will ever touch him like in Super Bowls, at least from the quarterback position. You know, I don't think, you know, anybody, could do that um you know maybe when we get old and gray g money there might be a young quarterback who's not even born yet that might threaten but i don't think we're gonna see anything in our lifetime like tom brady so shout out to the goat man you know for retiring hanging it all up even though it wasn't in the fashion that he probably wanted but i think i think he knew it was time and i and at first when he first said it i didn't believe him but after like watching the video and kind of like how emotional he got and stuff like that, I was like, you know what? I think he knows his time. Like, you know, yeah, all the time catching up for sure. Yep, yep, um, yep. Yeah, Tom Brady's number one for me for sure. Yeah. I, I, I've never sure. like really, um, uh, like felt for the whole oh, like like Tom Brady is the greatest and this and that, you know. But like, I respect his game and how he's yep. win so much that it's like. If for you to say that he's not like at least top two, and I think he's one, but if you to say that he's not at least top two, I think it's just like the hate coming out, the hatred yeah, of coming out of, of maybe you're a Bills, Jets, Dolphins fan, you know, maybe that's why you won't say that. But yeah. the man has proven time and time again, helping his team get to the AFC championship, like you said, getting to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl as well. The only rebuttal that people will probably say is that he's always had great defenses and a great coach 
And uh, can he do it without Belichick? But then he goes to Tampa Bay and he does it without Belichick, but mm-hmm. with a great defense as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it goes back and forth. But then again, you, you stand back and you just look at it all and you're like, man, yeah. this guy has comeback uh, games, victories, comeback victories. This guy has blown teams out of the water. This guy has uh, gotten receivers that come from other teams to his team to break records and, and mm-hmm. score so many touchdowns and all this stuff, man. So it's, it's definitely hard to uh, make an argument against that Brady isn't one of the greats, but I, I believe he is. He's up there for sure. Um, and how you're saying, I don't I, – I, agree with you that I don't think that we're going to see someone like Tom Brady in our lifetime, but I think uh, the person that's going to come close is Patrick Mahomes. This guy has been to five AFC championships Mm -hmm. since he started in the NFL. His first year, he did not start. He only played two games for the last two games of the season, and that Mm -hmm. made Andy Reid be like, okay, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Let me get rid of Alex Mm -hmm. Smith right quick. I mean, let me get get, like two picks for Alex Smith right quick. And keep moving, mm-hmm. you know. That's so okay. he's been to five AFC championships. The guy's young. He's gonna do mm-hmm. a lot. I don't think he's gonna get to the Tom Brady uh, Super Bowl of seven wins, but mm-hmm. I think he's gonna come close. I think maybe he'll get four or five. So I think he's gonna I'm, be there. But yeah, like what? I think. You, I think go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. I, I mean, uh, I agree, especially with the way the game is transitioned. You and I have. We're old enough to to see the game transition from, you know, run super hard, play exceptional defense to now we're in the passing era. So, I, again, like I said, I do think Patrick Mahomes will maybe come closer with the numbers, like, you know, because I think he'll have the passing numbers. I mean, he's averaging 5,000 yards a season. So, I mean, you, 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 look, you look at that, he's going to throw, he's going to have well over 50,000 yards and or even get closer to 80, he'll have the touchdowns, also depending on how much longer Travis Kelsey plays there. And Andy, Andy too. You know, Andy's an yeah, exceptional true. offensive yeah. mind, puts him in places and positions, and he knows what Patrick, is, Patrick Mahomes is and what he isn't, and he puts him in exceptional position. So we'll see. But, yeah, I think Patrick will get the closest, but I doubt we'll see anybody in our lifetime. You just got to respect. You just got to appreciate greatness, man. Yeah, I think, you know, I've realized, that. like, you know, you – you know, whether you love or hate somebody or anything like that, you just got to respect. Really. Like for me, I was never the biggest Kobe Bryant fan and stuff like that, but I always respected Kobe and his game because he was great. He was an exceptional player. So I always respected even him, even though I wasn't necessarily a fan of him. Same thing with like LeBron, man. LeBron's about to pass Kareem. And like people are still, you're still hating on this man. Like for what? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? What? Obviously, yes, you can dislike stuff. Obviously, look everything LeBron does. I I'm not in agreement with, but you just got respect greatness at, at at a point in time. Just and that's all I can do, man. Just reflect on Tom and mm-hmm. all the great things I've seen him do. Like you said, all the comebacks, all the touchdowns, just all the winning. He's just a winner. That's what he is, man. So, shouts out to the goat, man. Yeah, and last season uh, he retired and then he unretired in like 58 days. But just like uh-huh. you, I don't think that's gonna happen again. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that he has come to the realization that he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to do this no more. And you know what? I'm going to go call some games and get paid as much That's more right. as I did my whole NFL career. So I'm going to be a family man. You feel I'm going fa- <laughs> to get my family back. <laughs> that would be something crazy. Tom Brady get back with Giselle. That's hey, hilarious. Hey, man. Hey, if he's trying to, I hope he does. 
That's a fact, man. We've seen crazier things happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, Tom Brady, hey, shout out to you, man, making that hard decision for sure. Because if it, I know damn well if I was getting paid to play and I got 20 seasons in me and I'm coming up on like 21, for example, I'm like, damn, I want to keep playing, dog. (laughs) You know? Yeah, so so I'm pretty sure that's a hard ass decision. That's a fact. I mean, and it really hasn't even hit him yet, if you think about it. Because, like, when, you know, when it'll probably, it probably won't hit him till, till probably I say like OTAs and like mini camp and, and all that stuff starts. You know, like, damn, like, I'm not going to the facility. I'm not, yeah, you know right, what I'm, right. I'm here. Yeah, I, but I'll, but I won't, I did, even though I do think he's done, there is like the tiniest little point zero 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 one chance that I'm like, I don't know, Las Vegas, San Francisco, maybe, Miami, the Jets. I don't know. You know, we don't, we don't know. We gotta wait and see. So, I guess we'll see, man. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I applaud to him for 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 going out like that for sure. And seven Super Bowls, that's that's crazy, that's crazy. But talking about the Super Bowl, man, next week is the Super Bowl, and we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Real quick, before we get out of here, because we only got a little bit of time left, but Dickie, what is your mm-hmm. prediction on who wins this Super Bowl? Ah, this is going to be type kind of crazy, but I'm <laughs> not going to lie. I'm going to give you a score. I think this is going to be fairly low scoring. I'm going to give you a low score. I got 20 to 17. I think the Eagles are going to take it on some, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts takes them down the field. They kick a last-minute field goal type stuff because I just feel like with the Mahomes injury, you know, I could tell he was hobbled in that AFC championship game against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was able to kind of move him around and get him out the pocket and stuff like that, and that Philly defensive line is relentless. With Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Graham, I mean, they're going to get after Mahomes, and I think they're going to heat him up. I'm not going to lie. I think they're going to heat him up and uh, just kind of get him off balance and really kind of throw off what he wants to do. Uh, they're probably going to double Kelsey. That's what I would do because, I mean, they don't have, you know, Kadarius Tony. I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Juju, I don't know how healthy he's – I mean, excuse me, not Juju. Um, Nicole Hardman. And I think Juju got banged That's up it. too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in fact, so, so I don't know who – I mean, Travis Kelsey is honestly his only his only target, his, his only weapon. So we'll see what happens. But I got the Eagles winning a close one, uh, 20 to 17. Yeah, I don't know what score I got, but I do have the Eagles winning as well. And the reason it being is I think uh, both t- teams are going to play exactly the same, really. I think mm-hmm. uh, both defensive lines are going to do work. I think uh, the Eagles secondary is better than the, in KC's secondary for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. They're probably going to uh, – KC's secondary is probably going to mess up a few times. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith probably get their touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Smith, yep. uh, Jalen Hurts doing his thing. And, that, and I think it's going to come down to the end – Fourth quarter, five minutes left, and Eagles are going to have the ball. Hurts is going to take them down the field, and they're going to either win by a field goal or a touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have that last second uh, sling. But it, I, I think it's going to be a dope Super Bowl, though. Very entertaining. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely. I think it's definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be. Uh, you know, better than the last time um Casey was in the Super Bowl against Tampa. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely think it's definitely going to be better than that, man. Listen, I'm. I'm excited, bro. I love the Super Bowl, I'm man. Saying, you know what I'm but I love the Super Bowl, man. Wait, is it Super Bowl party at your crib? Right? You already know, baby. You already know. Right, 
I'll be there. What you need me to bring them? <laughs> we'll talk about that after. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Okay, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Hey, but before we get out of here, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we are now streaming on Varsity Sports Network, and Varsity Sports Network is varsity sports, high school varsity sports throughout Florida that will be covered on Varsity Sports Network, whichever events we get, whichever broadcasting uh, rights we get. And it's mm-hmm. coming up in the near future, but we got some winter spring winter sports updates with boys wrestling championships. The dual state championship for one A is the winners are Jensen Beach High School for two A Lake Gibson Beach High School. I'm sorry, Lake Gibson High School, and for three A is South Dade High School. So okay. congrats to them okay. on the boys wrestling championships, and then congrats, on the next. Bro. Updates, we got the competitive cheerleading. For Class 2A, we have the small division, which is Winderman champions right there. The middle division, which is Winter Park, where we went to school. Winter Park, Park, baby. Large division, Barnton Trail. Extra large division, Lake Mary. And then we're switching up to the small, numb tumbling, which is Miramar. Ooh, that's down in okay. South Florida. Miramar, yeah, right down in South Florida. Medium numb tumbling, West Broward. Okay. Large numb tumbling, Dillard High School. Extra large numb tumbling, Lakeland High School. Okay. And then we're gonna switch it up to the small co-ed champions, which will be the Strawberry Crest High School. Okay. Medium co-ed, Deland High School, which is right down the street from me, right here. Okay. And large co-ed, which is Barton High School. Shout out to okay. those champions in the Class 2A comp- competitive cheerleading. That's fire. Yeah, do a little round of applause for them, Dickie. That's a, a round fact, of applause yeah. Listen, hey, congratulations to them, man. Listen, that tumbling and all that stuff, that's fire. No, that's hey, fire, that must be know? super hard, though. That, oh, like, crazy. Su- you got to be super crazy. athletic. I think in your, in your upper body strength has to be on point, that's too. Like, that is a fact. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, it is not for the week. I'll tell you that. Cause my brother does uh the competitive cheerleading and stuff, and they be flipping and doing all nah, man, yeah, that's... gymnastics is gymnastics listen, is crazy. Especially there. watching in the Olympics is sheesh. Oh, wow, wow. Shout out to those schools, man. Yeah. We'll go for the c- class one A right now, the small division, Calvary Christian High School, medium mm-hmm. division, Providence High School, large division, nice veal. Nice, okay. Niceville. Okay, I pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Extra, extra large division, Ponton, Bearda. Small tumbling division. We're going to go West Nassau. Okay. Medium non-tumbling, Arbendale. Mm-hmm. Large non-tumbling, Foundation Academy. Mm-hmm. Extra large non-tumbling, LaSalle. And then we're going to go to the co-ed here, the small co-ed. It's Chukawachi High School. Chukawachi. Yeah, nice name. Nice name. And then middle co-ed would be Hudson High School. So shout out to those champions in the Class 1A competitive cheerleading. A little round of applause to you guys. That's awesome to hear. And then for next week, back on the G Perspective, or if we go to the Sports Vibe podcast um, Mm -hmm. episode, Next week, we're going to be going into the boys and girls soccer and girls yes. basketball state championship brackets, which are set. Tune into Varsity Sports Network to see the bracketology show for all three sports updates. 
Boys and Girls right. Soccer State Championship coming up Friday, the weekend of tw- the 22nd to the 25th at Spec Martin Stadium in Deland, Florida. So for you guys that want to oh, go yeah. check that out, you could go over there and check that out. On that yep. weekend, February 22nd to the 25th at Spec Martin Stadium in Deland, Florida. Okay. The girls' basketball championships are coming up that same weekend, February 25th to the 22nd to the 25th at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland, Florida. Okay. It's going to be at the same time, both of these uh, championships, the girls and boys soccer and the girls basketball. So, obviously, mm-hmm. you can't be at two places at once. No, Hopefully, you, you can make it to one of them at least because they That's will be at the same time and will be covered on the Varsity Sports Network at the same time. Then after that, it would be the boys' bra- basketball districts, which start this week. State brackets will be set this Saturday for the championships. Boys' states are March 1st through the 4th at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland as well. So it's going to be a lot yeah. for Dickie and I to talk about this upcoming oh, yeah. week on this boys' basketball, girls' and boys' soccer, and girls' basketball. So it's going to be yeah. very exciting for you guys to uh, listen. Maybe you guys can even go in person and watch or stream it on the Varsity Sports Network. I think we I think we might be at a couple of those events, G-Money. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. I I just I just we just love sports, man. It's not it's not it's not even nothing that like it just comes so naturally. We're just like, oh man, we love all sports. So exactly. shout out to all those champions and shout out to all the champions that will come in the future. That twenty second. That's right after my birthday too. Ooh, I get to see some ooh, girls basketball, some boys and girls soccer. Oh yeah, I'm out there. I'm out there. You feel me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we get out of mm-hmm. here, Dicky man, let them know where they could listen, watch you, and where they could follow you on your socials. Oh yes. So it is. It is I, Dicky Monts, aka Welcome to Sports Vibes Podcast. For you, you know the vibes again. You can follow me on all podcast streaming platform at sports vibes podcast again i will also be here exclusively on varsity sports network right now and you can watch at varsity sports network.net if i'm not mistaken right you money varsity sports network.net you can catch us again me and g money the g perspective and sports vibes podcast and stuff so again we'll be alternating you know Gia do one one week and then I'll do it so you again but you'll see both of us you see me you see him you see me you see him as well so. yes sir yes sir guys you know where you can follow me on my socials Twitter at George Mike Perez Instagram TikTok and YouTube at G Mike Media underscore the podcast itself the audio version is the G Perspective on all podcast platforms and on YouTube and now on the Varsity Sports, Varsity Sports Network. Network we thank you guys for coming out, viewing us, listening to what we got to say, and hopefully we catch you next week and thinking, you know, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl outcome next week, baby. That's the fact, man. Listen, we're going to be there. I'm going to be at your house, though. It'll be cool. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm coming over. <laughs> right after the day after. Just, oh, that's a fact. The same thing we talked about. We're going to put it out. Hey, exactly. thousand percent, man. thousand percent. Hey, bye. Thank you again, Dickie, man. And, uh, of course, man. Yeah, I know. See you soon, buddy. See you soon. All right. I will see you next week, my guy. Yes, sir.